Are you going to be able to give him the file of just the episode or does he have to edit all this out? He has to edit all this out. So like, let's get started. Here we are, and welcome to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Today, in honor of four years of recording this podcast, we are marking the occasion by giving Shy the week off, and so that Lily and I can single-handedly mess everything up (laughs) and leave four years of hard work. Four years of hard work, and probably ruin the rest of this week as he has to edit it and clean it up to send it out there. Um, so come celebrate with us while we torpedo this pod. Um, and, and it also marks the first time you and I are ever doing this on our is, own. It is the first time we've ever recorded without like him. I have had, to like, say, his little birdies are flying. I mean, <laughs> sure. Also, By flying, I mean, you're recording us, I hope. <laughs> no, I'm recording it. I'm recording it. Don't <laughs> worry. I triple check that. Um, but it it is a little intimidating. Let's just can we just be in this moment for a second because it, it is a little it intimidating is. to record without him. Uh, not um, neither one of us after four years properly know how to host the pod. Right. I feel like we're trying to like fly a plane without a license or something. <laughs> we're like <laughs> the flight German. attendants, and now we have to take right. over for the pilot. We're like just pressing <laughs> buttons. It should work exactly. exactly. Uh, so you know. Thanks for for joining us today, and I'm sure everyone already misses Shy and the and the buttery tones of his voice. Absolutely. So, since we can't ask him how he's doing, Lily, I I want to ask you how you're. I want to I want to ask you how you're doing, but I also don't want to hear these stories again because they're very upsetting. (laughs) So I'm a bit torn. We've had a week over here where um, on the same night on Sunday night, my five-year-old, and this is just like a little glimpse into the joys of parenting, had a very large nosebleed at around 4.30 a.m., which was wild. He came to wake me up and he was like, my nose is bleeding, my nose is bleeding. Um, and it, it took me like a half hour to like f- figure that, clean it up. And as okay, we're finishing with the that, part of the story, it's as we're finishing with that episode, he goes, mom, this is now around five oh. something in the morning. He goes, my head is really itchy. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'm like, in like, a, I'm barely, I'm like, I'm almost out of this one alive. Come on. I take him into the kitchen. I turn on the lights and I look and they literally see bugs crawling on his I head. I can't, I can't even, I'm just, every part like, of me is cringing right now. I think I just gave myself a neck spasm and, from the cringe I just had. And, and I'm literally so tired and I, and I'm but like, what do you even do I at that point? Like, what do you right. do with your own? Do you make him just and, go sit on the balcony it, until daylight? And, like, what do you do? <laughs> right. At that point, I thought to myself, wait, aren't lice supposed to be this like thing you don't see? Why can I see them? Sure, is it because his head is so they've been right I'm like, on him for so long is his head so small that they look big because like you know when you're a kid things like and I was like or are these the biggest lice that ever were what is is this even lice what is happening here he's scratching his head and I was like oh my god so the ones I could see I literally killed I like took them out and I go all right dude we have a choice you can go back to bed 
because you've already been sleeping in there all night, like whatever you haven't bled on. (laughs) I was like, you can go back to bed or we can like deal with this right now. And I'll just like, I'll buckle up, like I'll, you know, bring it like, and I will. What, what do were you going to do? Treatment. Just like, did you have, I don't, just keep I didn't have a plan treatment in your house. No, I don't. What are you going to do? Just I, put like I, Clorox on his head? Like, don't do that people. That's I very bad advice. Right. I, my That's mother-in-law would it. say, um, vinegar, like, douse your head in vinegar. Vinegar, right. right. Vinegar so, is like killed. It's good for everything. So, right. So I was like, I, I can start with the vinegar and we did have a comb, like one of those mm-hmm. lice combs that I had to like find I, at that. I never would have found it in my house. Like where I ended up eventually finding it, there's no way I would have found it at the 5 a.m. So I didn't really have a good plan, but I, I asked him what he wanted to do. And he goes, I'm really tired. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you and you and your lice go back to bed <laughs> and I will deal with this in the morning because I don't like, what am I supposed to do at 5 a.m.? So I immediately get into my bed. Now I'm questioning everything and I start Google, like Googling. No. Usually you like, never no. went back to sleep. <laughs> I never went back to sleep, but I started Googling. I had heard that there is a place that you can go here yeah, like and they will take centers. care of it. Like a lice, like hairdresser. Yeah. So I, I'd heard from a friend like three or four years ago. I start furiously Googling and two places come up, which then makes me wonder how much lice is here? on your teeny tiny <laughs> island. That there are two like professional centers just in my city dedicated to this. <laughs> this is not okay. This is not so. You, the worst yeah. news of the story is no one is going to ever come visit you, and you have to I, burn your house I, down. Uh, the best was like I don't tell anyone in the family for like a few minutes. Like you guys, I mean, I told mom and dad. We I do vinegar mom Who and dad here. They're other with back living with me, which I'm sure they're regretting now. And and I start I, I do the comb. Along. Right. I do the comb and I, I see like a few things in mom and dad's hair, but not, not too much. Take it out, whatever. Um, uh, my mom does Jose and she thinks that he looks pretty good. And the last time we went through this, we did go through this last year. Only my son had it. So I was like, okay, it's possible. No one else has it. I take, I think Ari I have the professional. all the way across the ocean. So I think I got I it take, from you guys just from hearing I take stories. him to the professional and um, long story short, the nanny had it real bad. Um, I, then I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna make an appointment for me and mom and dad. Cause like, what's the big nanny has, just has it. All of you guys have it. No, no, we, me the and mom and dad had, had it. it. <laughs> no, the cleaning lady, I love her, but she was like, get the fuck away from me. Um, I mean, you have to rub your head together to get it. So there's no reason that we had done that. And I don't think she's sleeping in my bed. So we basically had to like get, you know, do all the sheets, all that kind of stuff. And then me and mom and dad were deloused yesterday by professional. I can't. Which was, um, yeah, by now everyone has stopped listening to this podcast because this story is so revolting. Sorry. All I have to say, like, I've learned an extraordinary amount. And this episode will have the least amount of downloads because nobody <laughs> wants to hear about it. I've learned a lot. And, um, I recommend getting professional treatment if everybody has it. <laughs> everyone, if everyone has it. And then burning yeah. all your shit. And then maybe move. Oh, wait, the, the move. punchline was move. that I text, I text, like our mom texts you guys. Did I just write cancel your trip in December? <laughs> like, like, don't come. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. So it was disgusting and took up most of my week. And <laughs> it's only Wednesday. How are you, Becky? Because I feel like you're competing. No, I'm not. I actually don't want to. I want to talk about my week in a different 
from like a different perspective, which is that I give my wonderful, loving husband a hard time very often that he doesn't do enough. You don't help enough with the kids. You don't help enough with the house. And it's not, then he goes away for a week. And you however, much how much I, however much I thought he didn't, he didn't do, do, he really does do a lot. And please don't ever leave me for a week again alone with my children. That's, that's, in, that's an interesting <laughs> tactic because you think you'd be like mad at him when he got back. But no, no, instead, I, we had grateful. a, it, every, we were celebrating. We were all, it was such a happy reunion. And now he can never leave me again. <laughs> so it, it, we, we had a tough week over here, uh, but we got through back it on track. You got through it. Back on you track. did it. You did Feeling it. good. And uh, we are going to take advantage of the fact that Chai is not here. And we're going to dive into talking about a couple of shows and topics that he either doesn't watch or doesn't care about or like right. actively That's trolls. So yeah. now we're going to have a whole episode that he's going to have to listen to because he's going to be editing to. this to post it and he's going to be so annoyed. And also when you're not on the pod, like you've, you haven't missed that many, but I've missed a few and I get so excited to listen to those episodes. <laughs> like I one do. of my favorite episodes then, of the podcast ever was the one you guys did um, with Ken and Art about, oh, yeah, about Lovecraft. That's, that's actually a really, it's a, such a fantastic a episode, episode. And I will enjoy that as well, a what about listener your so one with her on um, Watchmen. That was also yeah. really good. Yeah, that's a good. So anyway, so I hope he does listen. So if you actually okay. enjoy this podcast better when it's only two of the three siblings, now you have three episodes, recommendations you can listen to, right? And if that's okay. the case, maybe you should stop listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you only like two out of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances that somebody only likes the two of us? <laughs> that's not possible. I would say you're right. I guess this is, this is definitely not the winning combo. And one of us. One of us. Shy and whatever is guest the- is on. Right. So this is not the winning combo, but I love this combo. This to me was our like, combo for many years. But I, Shai was an older brother. Is but I also brother. feel like at the end of this, it's going to be a similar situation to Vlad going away for a week where I'll be like, Shai, come back. Don't ever leave us again. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, okay. So first things first, Lily and I both love the show Sex Education. We've been giving it shout outs on the show now for years Season three is out. We both watched it and on Netflix. On Netflix. Netflix. And we want to dive in and talk about it. So um Lil, do you want to just kind of okay. give us like an so overview I, I of think, the of the new storylines that okay? So I'll give you an overview, but I just want to quickly say that other shows that we loved so much on the like open out of the open gate you know, um, never have I ever. And a a few others that there have been the, the subsequent, I guess, season two, you always have to give a show a a minute to kind of catch up, but we're quite disappointed. Season two is historically not good. Not good. Right. Um, you know, and I'm so impressed. I, I didn't mind season two of this show. I actually liked it, but I am so impressed how good season three is Yeah, that I hope for other shows that they can get it together for season three. Um, this season starts where you have Otis, who's, I guess, the main character. He is. Um, yeah. Yeah. He is. yeah. Uh, his mom is, I want to say, 47 and pregnant. And um, his best friend, Eric, is dating Adam, finally, um, who, you know, has uh, realized that he's gay and they've started a relationship. 
he's on the outs with Maeve, who's sort of like the Rachel Ross storyline, right? Like, will they, won't they get together the whole time mm-hmm. of the show? Um, there's a bunch of other couples that have like been Ola and Lily, um, and Steve and Amy. And uh, then it begins with Otis getting involved with like one of the most popular girls at school who's a mean girl, uh, Ruby. And it kind of, the dynamics start there and then it evolves quite a bit in only eight episodes. Am right. I missing something? Right. No, 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 no. I was just, I was going through the notes no. and thinking about, so like this season deals, you know, it's again, same sex relationships, um, single motherhood or. Oh no. So I, yeah, yeah, I wrote this down because I watched this with my husband. I know right. just single I, motherhood because wait, she's wanna, in a yeah. partnership. It's, it's more like. No, but she raised Otis. Right. Her. Oh, right. Her being a single mother. And then. So. So I don't want to say we don't I, use the term geriatric pregnancy because that's really insulting. Insulting. So, so we just say like older, old, women older mother, older mother, drug addiction, or, pregnancy, or just a pregnancy for someone over. I think they say pregnancy over mortality, um, IVF, forty trans- or forty-five. Well, or whatever. anyway, trans youth. No, so, it's actually and not non-binary is really right. The, so what I wanted the, to say was uh, importantly. I'm watching this show with my husband who grew up in a completely different country, but I think we had more or less the same kind of teen shows. Like they had 90210 mm-hmm. here and that kind of thing. And and at the time 90210 was a big deal because it did, you know, deal with like domestic violence and, you know, violence between uh, partners, like uh, teenage partners or whatever. And there were some things at the time that were like, oh my God, but fast forward not that many years and i wrote down what uh, just a few of the things that the show touches on same-sex relationships single motherhood drug addiction pregnancy and age like different ages of pregnancy uh, maternal maternity mortality ivf trans youth non-binary youth queer identity role play disabilities disabilities and sex and sex positivity we didn't have anything like that and there's always like a drug line like oh you're gonna oh, so, there was like so, someone is always getting involved with their drug dealer kind of thing and we're like, and while I don't, I think, you know, quote unquote, of course, I think drugs is a, but it's dealt with very topic. differently here because it's not about kids getting know, in trouble for doing, or trying drugs. to sell drugs. It's yeah, about like, the realities of the, of the effect that, that uh, substance abuse and addiction can have on a family because it's Maeve's mother who's an addict. A junkie. Right. And then you have the kids who are just experimenting. Yeah. And you know, it, it, I would, yeah. And I, obviously the show is more about sex than it is about that topic, but, and they delve more into that, but I hope this is, the show is a gift to well, a younger and, generation. And, and what I, you know, and I, what I will say is that in order for this show to work and all these topics to work, it really has to be character driven. It has to be about each of the characters of your main characters evolving and, you know, and in some cases, I felt that especially with the newer characters, um, like Ruby, they really did a fantastic job of of having them grow and have depth and dimension. But very specifically, my 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 criticism of this season is that and again, the you know, the the core characters, it's about the kids. It's about these teenagers and they're all evolving and growing, which is very important. So I give them that. The adult women on the show seem to be the only ones that don't have any well, growth, positive or negative. They don't really seem to. And I would, and I would say it's probably way. because the show is centered around the kids. Except and that you have it, Adam's father, 
who but his you know, mother has, also has, has an she's arc. made some she's made a, uh, I guess I would say if there's yeah. one adult female that's made growth it's her sure. because she's broken away out of this you know terrible marriage and is finding her yeah. sexual identity her but, person, like whatever her person identity and um but I think we can get back to the adults in a second, but I, I will say that even Ruby, who's like this mean girl that is an easy, a toss away token character on a show, they give her depth and not only in the context of her quote unquote boyfriend, just her and her boyfriend. Yeah. They grow her character and we see her characters, female and male relationships, not just love interest develop. Yeah, yeah. That, that and is that's, that's really excellent. so well done how they do that with so her friends. How they how she... don't only, yeah, they don't categorize every single person, every teenager in their show only by their love interest. Mostly by their love interest, but not most, only. But, but not only. Like yeah. Eric and, and Otis's relationship is oh, yeah, fundamental very, to the show. Yeah. It has nothing to do with their love story yes. together, you know? Well, and friendship so, love story. The friendship love story. And you see Ruby and Amy and um, Maeve. I and while it. Kelly and Brenda were friends on Nino, they mostly hated each other. Yeah, so I think situation. that I have a lot. Beautiful. I think my most of my thoughts and feelings this season are about Adam and Eric. So I want to. I mean, ask they stole you, the show. I want to ask stole you. The show. Okay, so favorite ships because the whole the whole show is about relationships, right? Right. Parent child friendship. Romantic. Okay. So this season to me stole the show driven. is Adam and Eric. Adam and, and they Adam, really leaned into it ugh, and they clearly stole I the show. I was shipping them so hard. Yeah. But I would say, and then I would say, because of what, you know, and then I have some very serious. So like again, I had to keep reminding myself, these are written as teenagers. These are teenagers. These are not adults with like fully formed they're experiences play, they're played and by adults. minds. Obviously, about they teenagers, by adults. You know, written about teenagers. And I would say Eric behaves a few times in ways that are so, um, Immature. I think like re- really, no, but also really like, I don't know if toxic is the right word, but if it was written as a scene between, I think, if you think it was written as a scene between a heterosexual couple, the scene where Eric thinks he's going to go have sex with Adam for the first time and they're going to have sex for the first time. And then Adam says, I don't want to have sex with you. And Eric blows up and goes well then you know you're not really gay or something and then he leaves right if that was written between like I kind of was so taken aback by how horrible he behaves and that there's no that's a really good point and that that's never unpacked to be ang- like well it's it's more about Adam not being able to be able to communicate but yes, no one it's ever about addresses him not, yes, Eric's reaction exactly ultimately it's it about point. Adam's ability to communicate and then that is handled really beautifully but the well, way like if Eric, someone says they want to have sex and then they don't don't like, you t- they don't even need to give you an explanation right and then sit down and try and say explain it to me or me, if you or not right. I'm here for you or it's and it's point. okay I think to show that like bad modeling on Eric's behalf but then go and address yeah. it again that that is not way you treat a good point. your friend, your partner, your boyfriend, whoever it is to say something that like to storm off and be mad at them for not being ready to have sex or able to communicate how they want to do it. And so that was like one thing in the show, such a red flag for me for a show that's so well put together as far as teachable moments around sex and sex positivity it was a huge red flag for me that was ne- but I, I never think went it's back also, and addressed it it's a good warning sort of of 
Eric's lack of maturity and Eric's, Eric's it is, sort it of is, self-absorbedness. But, but, and I that hope that that comes it back. Follows, it does follow through to the end of the season where yes. he breaks up with Adam basically because he's tired of, he doesn't want, he doesn't have the patience to hold someone's hand through this discovery, and, self-discovery. And now I think and it's okay. Impatience like, is seen. I think it's okay you know. that they're in at different stages of their, you know, of, of their lives, you know, or in their, in their comfort with being out. Um, that's okay that they're at different stages and then Adam not able to meet his needs. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but it's, it's, again, it's like the way that he treats Adam is so that's a, it's that's childish. A great point. It is what a teenager would do, which is okay. Cause it's a show about teenagers, but the whole point of the show is that then you sort of you level up and you teach right. the audience something. I you do, teach the character something. I so do I'm like for Eric to learn a lesson here. I do like that he. Okay, so he kisses someone else. He cheats on Adam, and we're all very disappointed because we love this, you know, relationship and it's you know their first loves. But I like that he. I guess it's obviously written by adults because he then has the foresight to say, "It's not about me cheating or kissing someone else or any of that. It's a deeper issue of." I want I'm something else. Comfort- I, I'm comfortable with myself and I'm diminishing my light by being with you because I'm not, I'm changing who I am and I, and I work so hard to be who I am. And, and so I like yeah, that no, they didn't just make, and, and, and other is, shows and other it, times it would have been like, you kiss someone else. Now we're breaking up. It's but Adam's, that extra Adam's poem. Oh my God. Oh my God. Adam. Adam's and also poem like Adam is such a hot mess. He destroyed me. He destroyed me there, with that poem. Adam is, an in, a, such an interesting character because he's a good-looking kid who's strong and tall and should be the popular kid at school and he's such a hot mess that yeah. he's just not like he's having a hard no one time likes because him. no one likes him and he because he's having and and I appreciate that you know your looks and your body especially as a teenager is not everything and he really i can't wait to so i can't wait for so by the end i'm really shipping his friendship with the other um another one of the the gay characters on the show that eric dated in the previous season who is i can't remember his name the french guy raheem Raheem. so i'm really shipping their friendship because it's my hope that rather than it being focused romantically it's really just focused on adam having a friend not a boyfriend but like a friend because that kid needs a friend so for me everything adam i was shipping this season his relationship with eric his relationship with raheem and especially his relationship with his dog madam Madam. (laughs) how much he loves madam and how he's like working on this hobby that he's so proud of i just Everything Adam yeah. touches is gold this season and just shows you how much a character can grow because he's so horrendous in the first season. Um, do you have any favorite ships? I would say, yeah, that was the that was the big one. The season, I, I yeah, well, we'll, well, let's go to the worst ships because right. there was something that I did like about Maeve and Isaac. I know you didn't like that relationship, but, and, and I No, and I'm going to tell you why I didn't like the relationship. Okay. But I, I will say this, I, what I, I look, I, um, not, you know, a person to maybe say this, but I can tell when things are fake. And so I, you know, feel like I didn't feel like a lot of the, the stuff that they put in the show was tokenism or just cause, or to check boxes of like, okay, we need a black person. We need a Latino. No, like, right, I, agree, I agree. I feel like it is coming from a place that's somewhat genuine, even if they sometimes miss the mark and the conversation about Maeve and Isaac having an intimate relationship and how it would be for them to have sex and he's in a wheelchair 
um, I thought was oh no was no, no. Incredible. I love all of the, I actually love all the yeah. writing around him, but what the reason I don't ship them is because in the end of the day, in a way, why all the all the character stuff around him and his disability works so well, I think, is because he's a flawed person. They're not making him into some idealistic like. Oh, because right. then perfect. I feel like it would be and then we have to like, feel- oh, with the heart Real. of like the disabled kid with the heart of gold and we love him. No, he's actually does something really, really shitty to her by yeah. deleting Otis's voicemail and lying to her and then not even telling her what was in the voicemail that he heard. He really is not trustworthy and he's looking out for number one and behaving the same way all teenagers and most people behave, which is like pretty selfishly. And so the reason sure. I don't shape the- ship them is because from the get-go, He's not like, he's not an honorable person in that way. Even though he tells her the truth, he doesn't tell her the full truth. Um, and he's and over Maven her. Otis. Oh, you're I'm, over Maven I'm Otis. over, I'm over. I would, I'm, I just feel like Maeve needs to meet someone. They each just like. She's going to America. Need to meet. Oh, that's going to be amazing. She's, they each need to, to meet someone new. I don't think it is healthy for them to carry on. Um, and the only reason why we can like somewhat believe the two of them could be together now is because he dated Ruby. <laughs> like they had to make him date right. Ruby. So we believe that he could get a Maeve. Sorry. No, that's a good point because he's doing really I well mean, for, for such right. a skinny awkward kid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, um, and then I, I wrote that like Jean and Jacob, I just, I don't know that relationship. I'm like done. Like figure it out or go to therapy or don't. But like that uh, relationship. Yes, serious, yes, serious well, the issues. end has a big spoiler. The end of the yeah yeah. I, yeah. I you know she has the big spoiler at the end. I'm assuming they're not going to be together, and that's it. No, uh, well, um, poor Jacob. I wrote down those two. They've really been through the ringer. And then, or unless he gets on board anyways, because he loves Gene. I don't know whatever new ships i i wrote down callan jackson because i wrote that before i finished the season and uh, and but I it's also but it's also again it's a beautiful like, so genuine the way yeah. that it's confronted of, of them saying if you're in a relationship with me you're jackson you're going to be in a queer relationship are you going to be okay with and, that and jackson doing some soul searching and realizing I'm not like I I'm, suit my I'm, yeah it's not but, who and, I am and I have to say that I've never paused more a show more to talk about it <laughs> than because of the, the Cal Jackson relationship because I'm watching it with my husband who's extremely open-minded and and you know but we don't have per- first-hand experience with a, a teenager in the situation I would say someone non-binary that's a teenager and he has um kids at uh the gym who are trans and some experience with that, but, you know, we just kept talking about what it means and how it can implicate in a relationship and, you know, how just the conversations it brought up. And it's really, this show is so important for adults because we are the adults that have to parent and guide kids that will be going through this and hopefully we'll be able to go through this publicly and openly. And so this show should be like required watching for adults yeah. who are anywhere near children of any age, basically, <laughs> whether you're a teacher, you know what I mean? You Just to you know, understand the, you know, getting a small glimpse the, into the tiny spe- glimpse. spectrum of what, of what young people are, you know, go through in terms of their identities and sexuality and and then it's like really interesting you know and then from that I feel like we can get into the difficulties with the school and 
if you want, and the the most problematic character oof, I had an issue oof, with. Oof, oof, oof. Um, That's this is get ready. Yeah, we're about like, to turn on this show. Right, you think we loved the, it? This is right, exactly. Oof. And so, as much as we love the show, we did not like this storyline and character. Right. So basically, they we named all these things that the show deals with, which is amazing and so admirable, but then we have the only character who's infertile or no, she's horrendous she's, she's the only character right, really character, that's horrendous other than horrendous and Adam's uncle horrendous like and two scenes right horrendous and, and barren like the woman who can't <laughs> she's so angry obviously it's because she's she was like oh you have all these episodes like her, of her being horrible and then you're like she's infertile so that's why she's that so must that's be my why question. she's so is, terrible to these kids because she she's can't so terrible because she can't have her kid of her own or is she terrible because obviously she's not motherly because she can't have kids? What are we equating? What are we, or the only nightmare of a person? Even worse, we're just trying to make her multidimensional by throwing that in there. But because what I won't accept, here's the thing, something I won't accept. And it's only by the way remotely dealt with in context of Otis, making it about Otis, how he's such a good therapist. Which annoys the shit out of me. The shit out of me. Like if she's burying her soul, why isn't she bearing it to anyone else but that kid a 17 year old boy so that right, we can I cut see, you off oh, what yeah, you were gonna get. say you were so mad about something oh no I'm I, what I'm saying is that um I'm I don't know I don't know but it was something to the effect of I'm so mad that the they have this nightmare of a character. She is the villain, and it's great mm-hmm. that there's a villain in this season because the old principal she is was, a great was a hot was a hot mess. She, this woman is literally a fascist. Like she is the worst, mm-hmm. and she's doing horrendous humiliation to these children. She's erasing their identities. Everybody fall in line. Everybody be the same. Like it's horrible. Um, and and to see this on a young person, and you know, played by um, Jemima Kirk. Uh, great obviously such she's such a good villain such a good role yeah she's a great villain and she does a fantastic job but then oh wait she's going through ivf and can't get pregnant are we supposed to forgive her because people who go through ivf um, or is it explaining her behave right is that we're justifying her horrendous behavior because she's going through ivf because nah. Okay, yes, you're going to be in a bad mood because so you're going through IVF and go through a lot of things. You don't torture adolescents. So here's the problem like, with There's it. everything after, about it bothering After me. they revealed that, I thought, oh, okay, so right now you're signaling one of these two things, but it's sex education. This show is obviously going to unpack it. They're going to give me more storyline and they're going to say, no, 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 it's not a one-to-one connection. We're actually just building out a fully-fledged, fully-thought-out character. And then they never do that. So you're just left with evil villain who's going through like unsuccessful fertility treatments. And that's all Who you get. feels like a with failure because she can't have a baby biologically. So, right. Okay. And she also happens to be a terrible person. Okay. But right. it's all in service of like Otis realizing, I really do want to be a therapist. You're like, and also, yes, she was, okay. Also, she was right that the kids fucked up their school. Okay. But that great still they you know I think they really while I love them putting everything under the like in the kitchen sink you know in this show don't throw me an IVF 
And maybe that's because I connect to it the most of all the storylines. Mm, it I guess. made me really mad just as a woman. Like, sorry. Right. And because, you know, well, I guess they, they touch on a lot of different things and don't fully develop it. Jackson has two moms that were having marital problems, but then, you know, they never really go back into that. There's a lot of things on the show that they don't go in depth with. Mom, but like by Rebecca. But play, I know, which is mm-hmm. amazing. I was surprised she was okay. even in the show because she's blown up since. Um, but but yeah, that was that was the weakest part of the show and bordering bordering on, you know, like offensive to women. I found yeah, it was it awful. Was terrible. Um, so while not, we're on the topic against Jemima Kirk, who is fantastic. Best and worst. Lily, you want to give us your MVP? Well, I agree with you. And LVP. Okay. Okay. So you MVP, which is, this is, you know, what we do with shows. Obviously. We eat. MVP, which is most improved. L, uh, MIP, most, oh my God. MVP, which is our most valuable player. Sorry. MIP, most improved player. And LVP, least valuable player. So obviously it's Adam. Adam is the MVP of this season. And for sure. Of this season, because when he um, is on the double date, and he gets the sauce on his jumper. <laughs> okay. Not when he takes the, like the heat for Raheem, which is one of the finest episodes of television I've ever seen when I go to France. <laughs> if you have not seen the show and just listening to Becky and I talk about it, go watch Perhaps it now because that episode, there. you can watch it alone. That France episode is one of the funniest things in television I've ever seen. But just his sort of like dropping the stuff on his jumper and not like then he goes and plays bowling or whatever and he's got a stained outfit like on a double date that seems so embarrassing he's just himself and um yeah i love his character he's amazing and then and he went from really being the worst and now he's the best and then becky you wrote you know mip ruby she ruby's was... the most improved she had such a great arc this season and i think you were right you hit the nail on the head of why it's so satisfying is because ultimately it's about her growth but in but like relative to her two best friends not relative to a boyfriend and that is a really important part of her growth um and then for least valuable yeah it could be isaac also but again for me isaac because i think he's like secretly pretty crappy the way he lies and manipulates but i do also agree with you that like ola lily are just the least interesting yeah, and their drama just seemed yeah, it, it just seemed just like let them be a happy couple. Like they're cute. Yeah, I don't know why we, I don't need more storyline. There was and, so and I much storyline around Lily this season, right? And I would have been fine with her storyline without the girlfriend drama. So I was yeah. like, whatever, um, that's fine. Um, so yeah, and overall, it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And I don't like, would you ever watch this with your kids? Is this show one day you're going to No, watch I would never kids? watch this with my children, but I'd be like, if it's still required relevant to watching. Them, no, because in how old are my kids? So let's say in <laughs> 13, in 12 years? to 15 years, I don't know if it's still going to be relevant to them. But if it is. But so it's required. Sure. So it is required watching for teenagers today. Do but like agree? this season slightly, I mean, there's a lot of sex in the show. Maybe, I mean, yeah, sure. So maybe for teenagers 16? today. No, like 16, four, like 15, like 14, 15? 15. I wouldn't let like a 12 year old watch it necessarily, no. but no, no, no. Maybe yeah. like, and then 14, it's, but it's clearly made for adults who should be learning about all yeah. this stuff um, that kids go through and adults go through. So there's overall, are we giving the season a buy, a rent or a mess? Oh, I'm buying it. I'm buying oh, this I'm season, buying the season. Buying I buy it. seasons one and three and I rent season two. In fact, I feel like you could even skip season two, but whatever. 
Um, just like um, watch a so highlights yeah, so, reel. So buy Rent Me is a game that we play, right? If you buy it, it do we need you... to explain it? I mean, just in case we've got new listeners before Comic Con. You think we, we have a new listener on the one time Shy is not on with us? It's okay. possible. It's possible. It's in our in our own home movie library. Are we gonna buy it for the library? Gonna rent it for a night or just like met? Don't need to see right. it. Um, and we both buy because it's we, amazing. Do you think we have time to quickly run through? Because Shy does not watch Grey's Anatomy. Cannot can stand a it. Two minute Trolls it all the time. I just want to do. Are we season seventeen or eighteen now? I think it's nineteen. No, we're not. We're not in season nineteen right now. I'll check. I, did it start already? I have. Yeah, yeah, there's like three episodes. Oh my god, there's like oh, three wow. episodes. That's why you I don't just, have so, your yeah. predictions. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why. So my predictions um, are I'm that right season nineteen of they're Grace. like really schmaltzing <laughs> it up that Link and Joe will become a family so he can have a family he's always wanted. Um, I'm not going to even up. give you Link and Joe. It's Link and Amelia. Oh, sorry. Link and Joe are back together. No, are together. Link and Joe are, they're not together. They're just best oh, they're friends not helping each other right. out with their babies. Um, sorry, you're right. This is season 18. Oh, season 18, sorry. No, I'm right. You said you 19. You 17. But okay, you said 19. 18. All right, yeah, so this is Joe, but Price is right. I'm right. Well, my price is right. Oh, because I'm, I'm over. Right. You're over. Price, if you go over, you lose. Okay. Um, I really 18. have to tell you, I do not need Owen and Teddy in the show anymore. I just make no. room for fresh blood. Um, get rid of them. Just Done. get rid of them. Get rid of them. And I swear to God, they're Benjamin buttoning Weber. They keep on like making him <laughs> younger, like the, and then like, like the digital CGI him, on the they face. Must be, I don't know what it is. So the, I'm assuming the season either instead of being like we discovered how to cure blah 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 or do like whatever transplants, I'll be like. Weber discovered how to reverse uh, reverse aging because it's and like Amazing. even just his character what they're doing with him they're just like reverting him back to like being chiefs you know like various very important positions that he gave up because he was retired like it's just I don't know it's enough already I don't why can't he retire yeah I don't know um I I guess because he has a good contract I mean you know I guess he must he must have a really good contract. How old do you think he um, is now versus when he started? Like, would he be like 70 at the hospital? And maybe he's, the show started when he was 50. I think he has to be 70 because he's supposedly a peer of Mare's mom. And Mare is 50. In the show, for sure. And in real life. <laughs> I think so fine, the show, she's, she's supposed to be like 45. Yeah. Fine. So she's 45. So he's I can tell you, 70. I'm still upset she and DeLuca didn't work out. They should have just made really? that one stick. Yeah. I really? loved her being with a younger guy, with a guy 20 years younger than her. That was I did like her being with a younger guy. I feel like if she's not going to be with Derek, she should be with someone super like hot totally, and 20 years younger yeah. that worships her. Is she with the Irish guy yet? You have to watch the first season, the first episode. Oh. They like already derail. Like I just can't. Oh, I'm not for it. All right. So it does make you feel a little bit weird though that, I mean, have you been watching since it was on season one? No, no, you I came skipped on the bandwagon a, I, late. No, I watched the first like three seasons, maybe. Then I skipped a whole in bunch real time. in the middle. Yeah, and I skipped a whole. And then I, jump I, back I've only, on the I've only ever watched in real time, and then maybe like ten years ago I jumped back on. So I've, I've been watching for a few for years a while now. Yeah, for like I've been watching for like the last ten years in real time since day one, and this past seven, season seventeen was the only time I've missed. Yeah, eighteen, but no, seventeen. Last season with the COVID, I couldn't. You didn't I couldn't watch, watch it. it. No, I, I watched maybe two episodes, but I was That's like, fine. I can't deal with this. Um, okay, so do you have any predictions before we wrap this up? 
I mean, no. I don't know how you have predictions. <laughs> you don't even know who the characters are. Like, you didn't even know who Link and Joe are when I was. No, I did. I, just, just I thought you were talking about Link and Amelia. That's why. Because I know they broke okay. up. Um, I'm shout out to Shelly, who I made tell me the entire story of se- season 17. And it was like the best boyfriend well, yeah, that's my favorite of my game. life. I know. Of not She's watching like a show, but having somebody yeah, recap it for just, me in detail. Um, I love and Mindy too. Yeah. Um, both recapped some season 17 for me. Um, uh, but yeah, I think Link and Joe is a great match. Why is that bad? I think that's great. I'm sure they're going to get together and build the family they never had. Uh, yeah, I, I think that makes the most sense. I still need someone to go back and give me some more continuity explanation on how it is they're in completely different stages of their careers, but yet best friends from medical school. I don't, un- I, I don't understand either how TV works or how medicine works. <laughs> One or the other doesn't make sense. If you watch the show long enough, you'll figure both out. You'll be able to be a surgeon. Yes. Or to- a pilot or do a podcast. <laughs> um okay Lil what have you been watching this week so I watched sex education I knocked it out this week which was awesome um I watched a few episodes of the show easy on Netflix I don't know if you've heard of it it's um definitely an adult rated show and it's about different relationships and this like how it's I think they're individual stories that are connected, but it's not some weird thing that at the end they're all connected. I don't, I don't think so far it isn't. Um, but it's a, it's a bit serious, but I like, I think you'd like it back. All right, cool. um, and then I watched home alone with my five-year-old. It was such a fun experience. The original, not a fucking remake. Um, it was, it was amazing to watch that and have him like he was cackling. Although the truth is, the really funny parts are only about the last 20 minutes of the movie. So we really? kept being like, now it's coming. Now it's coming. The funny parts? What about? I mean, oh, because like the big home invasion. The big really... home invasion is at the end. And so like he didn't find John Candy funny in this movie, obviously. That guy's a legend. But you know what I mean? And like all the mom stuff is funny. But yeah, I guess the kid running around and like, you know, Macaulay Culkin slapping his face with the aftershave. But Ari was just like, what? Why is he slapping his face? Yeah, but I guess some of the, the last the 20 minutes, make, yeah, the last 20 minutes, he was losing his mind. <laughs> it made me want to like send a message to Chris Columbus and be like, just know all these years later, you still like five-year-olds are dying over <laughs> how funny this is. Like he was cackling, bowling over. So wonderful. He thought it was amazing. Um, so and great. I highly recommend the, uh, what is it on Netflix? Beck? You know that the show about how they made movies. It's not how it is get made. But the movies um, that made us, the, the movies that made us. Thank you. Yeah. The movies that made us, I recommend that is a great show anyways, but the episode on home alone is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so huge wreck there. So yeah. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. So this week I started watching it's on HBO. Oh, one, what? sorry. One more. I'm sorry on Netflix. There's only two seasons. And mostly because there's a fantastic episode about the mom getting lice and having to go to one of the centers. <laughs> So it's great. I feel you, um, Andrea Savage. So um, I've been watching on Netflix. I no, I'm sorry, on HBO. I have been tearing through it. The show, the other two. I so I just can't even tell you. Vlad just you know popped in mid season with me. Caught an episode, cackling. We're both like every. You cannot stop watching it because 
each scene is funnier than the next. It's about two adult siblings whose younger sibling, who's about half their age, who's only 13 or 14, becomes a YouTube sensation, YouTube star, kind of like a Justin Bieber type. And he, the little, the younger brother and the mom moved to New York where the two adult siblings are. And the two adult siblings the, have these the like failed is, careers. Is, um, the mom Molly is Molly Shannon. Shannon. Molly Shannon. Yeah. The two adult siblings have these, you know, basically like failed careers. And you're just following them through their story mirrored with their brother, who's this huge success. And it's just, it's so funny. <gasps> and it's really well done. Uh, it's so well, super well written. So well written. It's so well HBO. It's really funny. HBO. Highly recommend. I'm going to re-recommend because I re-watched both of them, The Babysitter and The Babysitter Killer Queen, um, the, the sequel on Netflix um, with Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving and Judah Lewis. And it's got really fun other cast members in it too. And I'm going to re-recommend those for a second week in a row because I ended up watching them with Shy last week. So it was my, it was twice in one week I watched it because um, they're so much fun. And those are horror comedies. And speaking of a- I'm sure an, I love them. A retro, like oh, he right loved up that, alley. he was losing it, loving it. And speaking of a retro uh, wreck, I am going to recommend a classic, a very underrated classic animated film, The Rescuers Down Under. Arguably so a rare case when a sequel is better than the original. I rewatched that. Did you watch I watched that, that with your kiddo? Watched it with with Miri this week. She oh, was. I have to watch remember, that with her. Remember the opening scene when he saves yeah. the eagle, Marahute, yeah. when he saves her, yeah. and then mm-hmm. he, she like spreads her wings and catches him, and then they fly through the sky. I mean, she was. She literally stood up on the couch and was like waving okay, her arms weekend? in the air. This weekend, just, I gotta do that. I couldn't yeah. believe we watched it three times last week. She she just loved it. So, um, Bernard and Bianca. Bernard and Bianca. <laughs> so good so uh and then a favorite podcast of mine is back out with a new season uh called heavyweight and i recommend oh, that that's one. exciting I, I think it's, it's a great one I, I think it's only available on spotify now but um it's really really great I feel like that's happening a lot with podcasts yeah. but ours you can find in money place everywhere <laughs> just text me i'll send you a link um <laughs> <laughs> uh because chances are if you listen to this you know me directly and do have my number um uh <laughs> lily where can people follow you at chichi c-h-i-c-h-i-k gomez on the twitter um and you can follow our brother shy who is not here today but you can follow him anyway on instagram and twitter at pancake four table that's pancake and the number four table and you can follow all of us on friday night movie on instagram and Twitter. Um, and if you check out our show notes, you can see the list of organizations that we are supporting. Most importantly, please join us this weekend, October 22nd to 24th at the Baltimore Comic-Con at the Baltimore Convention Center. Shai and I will be there. We will be podcasting live. We're going to be giving away swag. We're in booth 3005. And if you are going to come, we really hope you do. Proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test is required and masks are required at all times. We will be wearing some brand new Friday night movie swag, including masks. Um, And we hope to see you there. So that is all. And uh, I'm so excited for you guys. I'm sorry I can't be there. I really hope we didn't didn't proud this app. Okay, we should say bye. Okay. Okay. Bye.